in the Kuntus in the second parak, on page above, the Rebbe Yashab Susigalena was is trying to be Mechazakas to understand the effect that looking at seeing things that are not appropriate for us, the effect that that can have on a very, very deep part of ourselves that's able to we uh, seeing something is able to it's able to reach that place which is the etzim hanefesh mamish the tanig hanelam the fact that a person might not that might not be excited by seeing something or might not even might think that it doesn't even register it doesn't make a ration at all maybe says it's not true other he says that <clears throat> when a hakika, when a roshim, when something is engraved deeply, deeply into the into that part which touches the essence, which is that etzim of the tamdik hanefesh mamish, so then the nature of the person in that place of his essence is not to be misspelled, not to feel necessarily external excitement or uh, or external thrill with something like that, the same way that a person doesn't feel excited about being alive. I mean, if you think about it, if there was uh, some fear of not being alive, or, God forbid, the person wasn't well, but stun, when it comes to a regular day and everything is okay, since the chis of a person it comes from the deepest part inside of who he is, Mimele, the Rebbe says that he doesn't feel that he is alive. He doesn't feel. It's not something which is his pilus or his fractures. It's the mitzvahs of who he is. It's the etzim tanaganefesh of being alive. So the fact that a person might think that seeing something that's that's not holy, that it doesn't affect him or he doesn't think about it, doesn't cause him to get worked up, that doesn't mean that it hasn't touched a very deep part of who he is. It could be just the opposite. That's what he says. It could be just the very opposite. That there are things that inside of that that. That have that have reached into the core of who we are, that have become so wound up in the very essence of our of our lives that we don't even take note or we don't even feel excited and so on. So we were learning the commentary on the at the end of page of our all the way on the bottom. The last three lines, four lines on the of the commentary on page of So Rebbe is explaining that a person doesn't feel that he's alive. Because a hargosh, a feeling of something, is when it's unusual or it's from outside of oneself. But when it is when it is you, you don't feel that necessarily. Chayv Shalom, he explains, your life is not from outside of you, your life is inside of you. And that which is inside of you, you, you don't you don't feel. And so it is, the kasha hatanuk be'ezadavah. When the pleasure that a person experiences with something, mushrash ma'ayd, ba'aymek v'atzmi yisnefesh adam, is rooted very, very deeply, all the way into the essence, mamish, of the person. Azay tanugo mehadavar, hu bekriyus blihis palis. Then the tanug that you feel is bekriyus blihis palis. It's in a cold way. It doesn't cause necessarily any excitement or thrill. It has become a part of you. When a, a tanig that's the etzim hanefesh 
doesn't register necessarily. It doesn't register in your conscious awareness of, of what's happening to you. It's just, it, it, it's you. It's you. Therefore, the timing that the person has from that could very well be the curious and belious pilots with coldness and without excitement. We're going to see a marshal in a minute about this. On page Zayin now in the commentary, as we see, as the Alter Rebbe explains in Lakute Torah, we see the difference between the Avaida of those angels, the Malachim that are called Oifanim, which we know we just said in Davening a few minutes ago. Shavadosim he berash Godel. The Avaida of those angels that are called Oifanim is very noisy. So the big, big commotion, a big tumult. Spirash Godel. Lumas Hasrofim. Now, the Srofim, there are different madregas of angels. We're not going to go into that, it's not for now, but there are different madregas. Srofim are higher, Malachim, than Aifanim. Srofim are higher. So it's interesting. The Aifanim, the Avaid of the angels that are on a lower madrega, their Avaid is Barash Godel. It's with a big tumult. It's very, very labadic with a big commotion. The Avaid. The Srofim that are higher than the Aifanim, Lumas Asrofim Hagvayim Aifanim, Shavadosim, ain't a Barash. The Avaid of the Srofim we don't find. That the Srofim that are higher than the Aifanim, that there are vaidas there are vaidas with screaming and with and with tumulting, whatever that means by Malachim by angels. They are found them on a Loma Draga, like we learned. So the higher the Madraga, the Srof on a higher level, therefore the Avaida is not Birash. It's not with a spilus and with a rash. It, reached, it reaches a point with the Srofim where it comes to a, pl- a point of what little Total bittel. Bittel. Chashoi. Chashoi is silence. The bittel will be chashoi. Ki harash ba midova godl v'noira shalomala mihasagosam. Where does the rash come from? Where does the noise and the commotion come from? The tumult comes from something that is higher and above the hasaga, the comprehension of a malach. In other words, let's apply this to just uh, regular people like ourselves. When there's something that is a chiddish and something is coming from outside that you're not expecting or you're not familiar with, or it's something extra to you that you that, that that you don't normally have, that causes a rash, right? That causes a commotion. That causes a, a, that causes noise, excitement, rash. If that's on every level, that's what causes rash. Masha'enikain, if there's, if there's something which is who you are, and it's completely expected, forget if it wouldn't happen, there'd be a rash, right? But it's, it's completely who you are, and, and what, you, what you experience as part of your regular, everyday life, that's not with rash. That which you comprehend is not noisy. That which comes from beyond your comprehension or beyond your expectations, that creates noise. 
that's a tumult. That's what he's explaining. That's what the Rebbe talks about that in the Torah. Therefore, it's interesting. They found him on a, lo- on a lower level. So they found him on a lower level. It's a big, big commotion. It's a big rash, the Avayda. Because they're hit by something higher than what they understand. Mashenikin, the Srofim, who are on a higher level than they have found him, so the Srofim is called Humadake. The Avayda is not Barash, but Bittul Bechashoy. The noise and the commotion comes when you are confronted with something that's outside of you and beyond you. That, 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 then there's a noise. Then there's a hispilus, there's a hispilus, and so on. Shemizeh nasa hispilus virash. From where does the hispilus and the rash come from? Because of that feeling of how extraordinary, how unusual this is. This is extraordinary and unusual. You could have a boy, it's just a silly martial, I don't know. You you could have a boy that all the years growing up, his mother's always making nice. Tatla, Tatla Layden, I love you, oh, do I love you. And it's like, you know, okay, come on, man. And then for the first time in his life, he goes out with a girl, and she says to him, oh, do I love you. <laughs> the guy can't think of anything else. His mom, is, his whole life is turned upside down, inside out. And then you're watching, you say, I understand, your mother's telling you for the last 20 years she loves you, and this doesn't make a, doesn't make a ration on you. Some stranger says to you, you met her, you went out with her three times or something like that, and she says to you the same words, and, and, you, and you go all together, and sure you can't think of anything else. It's a, a rash, it makes a tumult in you. Because they understand, because they, because the mother, the mother's mitzvah is etzim atzam of the of the of the bochet. That's who he is, and that's where he comes from. And the fact that his mother loves him is something which he takes for granted, and he understands. And it's therefore it doesn't. It's something which is sort of a musag etzloi, and it's atzmusag. It therefore doesn't make it a, a noise. It doesn't cause any commotion. Mashenikein, when there's something from the outside like this, from from, from left field to come such an Indian that somebody that, that you didn't know says a thing like that so then it causes uh, a rash and it's a dover which is animat and it's built in Musa and it's not understood and it's something which is which is still unclear and it's not coming from inside there, then there's a, a hispilus and his fractures the fact that Shrafim are on such a high level that that when they that they're higher than the Ifanim. So when the Shrafim whatever, when they have that by the Shrafim there's this Avaida by the Avadim, the Shrafim hear this or they see whatever they see, it doesn't cause a rash code. It's not a Chiddush. Look at the very last page. There's a, a, a the last page of the whole country is where there's like uh, supplementary things, Miluan. All the way at the end, the last page. <coughs> he brings a marshal that he heard from some Mashpiyam, he says, to understand this on a simple level. 
He said he heard from Mashpim a, a, a nice marshal to explain this Indian of how a Tanuk that comes from the essence of who the person is, which is part of him, that the way that it's usually experienced is with coldness and not with his spilus. Pam, he says, Bika Nagid Yeshiva. One time, the Moshal is that one time, a big Gavir, a rich guy, came to the Yeshiva. And so the Gavir, the rich guy, sees in the Yeshiva that this, the meal that they give to the boys, it's it's with you know a stale a little piece of bread and some and some herring, and a little bit of vegetables. He's a nice guy, the gavir, and he saw the way the yeshiva bachim are living, how they eat such a meal, and he wanted to be mahana them. He wanted to give them a pleasure that they should have something really good. So what did the guy do, the gavir? He ordered for them a, a, a delicious meal. With roasted chicken and so on. And all kinds of delicacies. And, and, and this meal was brought to the Yeshiva Bachim. The fellows who never saw such a thing in their lives, such a suda. They went and they started grabbing the food with their hands. And they ate very fast. With tremendous excitement. And a big taiva. When the gvir saw their... their when he saw their unbecoming behavior, it wasn't nice how they were how they were grabbing the food and how they were, you know, chomping away at it and excited. It was a whole tumult. He got up the gavir and he gave Musa and he said, "His baishu, you should be ashamed of yourselves." Is this the proper behavior for boys? You're learning Torah day and night, and this how you eat with such a taiva, with such uh, your, your desires. But like the Gvir says, when I eat a meal like this, Hakal I eat it with manners. I eat it in a nice way when I have a meal like this with chicken and all the good stuff. I eat, but I, I eat it. This is a the chicken. Can you imagine? Yeah, that, that's the musik that uh, they said chicken. Also. Yeah. So he says, <coughs> When when he says when when I eat a, when I eat a meal, I eat it with, with manners in a nice way. We sit peacefully, quietly by the table, with 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 forks and with knives. Quietly, everybody eats quietly. Chaticha, acha, chaticha. You know, stuff it into your mouth. Chati, you cut a piece, you have a piece. The nimus with manners, the krivus hanefesh, krivus hanefesh, not with excitement in his spirals, with a coldness, with a 
Eat. So this is the Musa he gives to the fellows. So one of the smarter guys got up and he asked, He says, to the rich guy, you're right. You're right. It, 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 is it really becoming that the fellows in yeshiva should eat in a way that's that's not really proper? It doesn't look right. And you, a rich person, so the boys learn Torah day and night, and this is the way they eat. And the Nagid, the rich, you are a rich person, that your your brain and your heart, is sitting all day long in business. And you eat, and, and when you eat, it's not with such a taiva, it's with krivas, not with such a slivas, it's with a krivas, with a coldness, is, is that right? So, so the, the boys were doing this, this is the way they were telling the Nagid, explaining to the Nagid. So the other guy says, Da. Is you should know, the truth is mamish lahepech, the opposite. Talmidei yeshiva, the yeshiva bachrim shemayemehem loyro tayvis kaelu. They never in their lives saw such foods. They never in their lives had such a, saw such a thing as such such delicious things. Loyro tayvis kaelu mispailem ma'od. They get very excited over these foods. Machmas a chiddush It's a chiddush. All they ever had was some potatoes or some rice or whatever it might be. Or maybe on Shabbos a little a little fligel or something. Then, but but to have like this during the week a meal of uh, uh, they never saw so they're very it's a chiddush. It comes it's totally outside of who they are. It's foreign to them and something that's new and that's outside of you and that's foreign. It's exciting. They get very wor- they're very worked up and excited over this. Because there's a chiddush, it's new to them. But they say, but you to the gvir, to the rich guy, you know why you're able to eat slowly with a knife and a fork in such a nice way, and you take a little piece and you talk a little bit, and why? You are so completely immersed in these taivas. You're such a about taiva. You're such a you're so murgal, and you're so. You're, this is so much who you are. You so you identify so completely with a piece of chicken, and with some fancy kugel, whatever it is. That these prosta foods, these fat, elaborate dishes, these fancy, expensive, whatever, the elaborate dishes, it's your entire life. That's who you are. Remember, we understand a person is not in a spoil from his life. It became your entire life. The Cholma Husay Vatz Musay. It's your entire Mahus. It's your entire essence and your entire Atzmus. Your whole Atzmus. There's a guy who told me, there's a guy I know that's married. 
I don't mean this by way of, you know, because everybody has different inyanim, but it was an interesting thing. He said he's married already for four months, and he, and his wife only made two meals. They go every single day. They go to he goes to eat somewhere. He goes to restaurants every single day. Shabbos. <laughs> he goes to parents. They go to parents, in-laws, whatever. But he says, is, in, in, so I said, are you saying that he, is that good or is that bad? I don't know what he, he said. You know, so he told me, I'm already married. This I said, I said is that, are you saying that is a good thing or something that's not good? So he said, uh, you know, I'm, 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 sick of, uh, I'm sick of eating in restaurants. So I said, did you ask your wife? You could talk to her about it. So no, she does. she's not the domestic type. <laughs> Four months into the marriage, it's already fafal. It's not the domestic type. So uh, I said, how do you, I, you know, the, my, I have a very simple question. I said, how do you afford that? That's a, uh, in restaurants? Like that every night, they go to a restaurant, this and that. So he said, uh, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not our credit card. It's not a credit card. It's a silly question. Is his parents the the, the credit card? It's not their credit card. They go every single night. Zip, zip. The first, the gate, the heim. He's he's starting to get. He's starting to feel like you know. It's not. This is not the way it should be. A person, the, the, you know, person sits in day in day out. Remember that when when uh, when I was a bachas, I, I was working. As, I was a, a waiter. For a, a caterer in our neighborhood, it was a waiter, and and in the beginning, so so this he davened in our shul the caterer, so there were too many from kids there, and he knows me from shul, so he always gave me the best jobs. He always gave me the good stuff. So the best best job you can get was to prepare the Viennese table. You know what that is, right, with all the cakes he gave me. So the first time that I had this. You know, the first time they had that job, the Viennese table. So I looked at all of this, and you know, all these, I had to open the boxes and put it onto the things, you know, and to make it nice and to look good and everything. So it was basically it was one for me and one for the island. <laughs> <laughs> and I said I had to try everything because I never saw such things. You know, my house, my mother never bought cake. We never had cake from the store ever. My mother baked everything, and my mother baked. The way that she baked was she because my father wasn't at that point already wasn't uh, well with the stomach. My mother baked, you know. I, if I, I my family knows if I see another piece of kokesh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, they're careful not to even put it next to me because I OD'd on it, you know, all the years growing up. A sponge cake and a, and a kakosh and, and some ragulach sometimes. And there's another thing that you never heard of uh, certain Hungarian cookies that we had. A kalpanim. This is that's what. And I'm I'm sitting at this thing. And I'm like. I see all these things. It was a big, you know, with a, a, a big hispilus. Like, you know, you're all my friends. <laughs> you're all my friends. We're going to get to know each other very. So, and uh, this the caterer, so he said, Am I should take care of this? I said, I'll take care of it. And I go through him there. So, so the first time, the first wedding or whatever that was about mitzvah, so I took a little bit like this. And you have to, by the way, you have to know how to fix it up afterwards. That's when you use that big whipped cream thing. <laughs> you're supposed to put out perfect cakes. You know what I'm saying? Just giving you a little bit of a tip if this ever comes up. You're supposed to put out perfect cakes, new cakes. So what do you do? What do you do if you took a piece of a cake? It's very good. Then you just take a little bit like this, and then you have this big whipped cream thing, and you make little things. <laughs> in the places that you dented. 
<laughs> That's what one of the guys told me. Because <laughs> I was wondering, what am I going to do? She said, don't worry, you take, and then you do a little bit. So, that was the first time. So, it was big hispilas, big hispilas. By the third time, by the third time, I couldn't look at these. I couldn't look at them, and, and I couldn't look at them. Not only that, it was amazing. Every single one tastes exactly the same. It's all parv. Every single thing tastes exactly the same. They're all, they're all, they're all mamish the same. <laughs> Everyone. There's a friend of mine called him Shuki. He was a great guy. He worked in the pizza shop on Main Street. In those days, when there were only two pizza shops in Queens on Main Street, and he worked by Shimmons. And and he and 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 he said that the first time he was there also, it was like pizza. All the time, like you know, around the clock, he was pe- for the first couple of days. He said, and then he told me years later, he said, I couldn't look at a pizza. And I'm like, after that, because he was working the pizza shops, he was also thinking, pizza, and give a pizza. And after that, it's finished. So, what happens when a person becomes so, so then you could say, I don't have it, I'm not a Baltaiva. I, I don't care for these fancy cakes, I'm not a Baltaiva. It's, it's the opposite. You're the biggest Baltaiva in the world. <laughs> When I first met up with these cakes, it was a chiddush. So it was a chiddush. So then Mimela was barash gadol. It was exciting. It was a chiddush. I never saw such a thing. It was a chiddush. So afterwards, when you become murgal badova, it doesn't mean you're not a baltaiva. It means you're such a big baltaiva. You're not in the from it. You're not in the from it. That's what a big baltaiva you are. When it was still a chiddush, so then it came with a rash. When it's not a chiddush anymore. That's what these people, they go... You, when I, some of you remember that years ago when there was a chasna, you get invited to a chasna, really it was once every, once every two months or something, once every three months there was a chasna. And you went to a, and you went to the hall, there was a chiddush, you know, to get invited, you went to have, a, you went to have a meal, it was exciting. And, and now, you know, when you, you get the invitation, you're happy for the simcha, for the chasna kala, whatever it is, you're happy. But you say, where is it? The Tarasaf from Eden Palace, Shrinkley, or Sands, where, where are we going? So then, oh, if it's Marina Dore, then you go a little bit, oh. oh. <laughs> Marina Dore a little bit still gets, you know, maybe something. Other than that, what's the nafkin? You walk into these places, you're not, you're not even in this spell anymore. It used to be when I was a kid, and my parents took me to a simcha. It was such an exciting thing. I'm not talking about the chas and kala, whatever that's, kids don't care about it, but, but I'm saying that the, you go to a place and it's so beautiful and so, what's the nafkimen in there? Bam, if someone would take you to a basement and put up a strami sandwich, that's what's so sad about people spending forty, fifty thousand dollars because the people who are going couldn't care less. They're so bored. Who cares if you go, if tonight you have to go to Eden Palace, I don't mean these are all nice places, Eden Palace, where you have to go to a terrace arm, where you have to go to a terrace schinke, or a terrace high, whatever that terrace on the park, whatever that terrace is. <laughs> you have to go to any of these terraces. You go to any of these places. I was married in terrace on the park. So you go to any of these places. What's the nafkim in it? What's the nafkim in it? Really? Or if, you go, or if you go to one of the cheaper places like Continental, the only chilik is, you know the chilik is, that the food is much better in the cheaper places. As a rule, the food is much more gishma. We had someone told us on Shabbos that they're making a chasna in Eretz Yisrael. It's six dollars, six fifty uh, a dish, a meal per person. Six dollars and fifty cents per person. And I said, guaranteed, it's going to be delicious. 
Mashiach, can you sit down over here? You go to Chasna, they put things down, and you don't know if it's alive or it's dead. You move it a little bit, right, on the plate. You're not even sure what it is. You look at these modern foods that they put out. <coughs> they don't even know what it is. You go, even, so you see Vashmogs, but they give you something you could eat. But now, a lot of times Vashmogs, well, so we were two weeks ago someplace, and I, I, I didn't eat all day, and I wasn't going to be able to stay for the meal, so I wanted to have a little bit something to eat. You have to drive around for, to find something that looks like it's like you could you could even talk to it. <laughs> There's such strange looking things when you walk around and look. They're strange. Just do some stuffed cabbages, no? different different kinds of things. Yeah. So, but then it's with the, when it's not. You see, we're so bored. We're so bored. So you think we're not Bali Taiva? It's just the opposite. It's just the opposite. With, a, with such big Bali Taiva that we're not spoil from going to a wedding anymore. You walk in, you don't rush anymore. So you think, Baruch Hashem, I'm already a little older. I'm not such a Baltaif. I don't have to knock old ladies down to get to the Shemogazah. <laughs> you know, in my, when I was younger, I used to, used to take people away to Hatzalah because I had to, get, <laughs> had to get to the meal. Now, Baruch Hashem, I walk slowly. I come in like a mensch. I come a little bit late. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to be the first. I come late. And I walk over. I look a little bit. I tell my wife, all right, get me something. Yeah, no. So I think I'm not a Baltaif. You're the biggest Baltaif. That's the fakit. You're the biggest Baltaim. It's not a chiddush at all for you to walk. If you take a poor person up, you bring him in from someplace, you get some yid, you bring him in there, he have biggest fractures from it. So who's the bigger Baltaim? The poor person or us? We're the bigger Baltaim. Because it's so much a part of who we are, we're not even the Sragisham anymore. You have to take somebody to go to some restaurant where they charge $200 for something that you can't eat. But people go to spend crazy money to go to these restaurants. They give you a little portion or something. You can't eat. So they're the biggest balitaiva, the connoisseurs. They're the biggest balitaiva. But the Hamaynam, the simple schlep is that they that, that, that still get excited about some french fries and a hamburger. They're not such a balitaiva. Ah, you see, they come in and they grab a burger. Oh, and they have the fries. So you think that's a big balitaiva? That's what he's saying. That's what he heard from the Mashpim. No, yeshiva bacham are not, are not the bigger balatayev, but it was just news for them to get a, a delicious meal. The gavir, he says, I eat slowly, I cut my food, I, I, I lean back. He's a, it's so much who he is, that it became mamish, that, that's who he is. So he's not disposed from it. So he's able to relax, he eats the meal quietly and slowly. It's not an avayda, it's not an avayda. Of course, the highest madrig is when the Shiva Bacham certainly should not eat like Chazerim. And the highest madrig would be, even though it's a Chiddush, you know, and you stop and you, and you eat like a mensch. You eat like a mensch. You know? Anybody that ever went to camp, and the kids are not, they're not home, so they, when they bring out plates of food or in Yeshiva, when I, when I was in there, I just told Yeshiva what was going on over there with the, when they brought out the, the, the plate with the schnitzel or something, it was, it was just crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> And, you know, I didn't want to in the beginning because my, my parents are very fine people. And I didn't want to, like, you know, like jump and stuff. But then you see, like, you were just, it's just survival of the fittest. <laughs> you know, in the beginning I was trying to be Adler, but then there was nothing left. So so I started, like, you know, I started just, you have to fight. You just have to, you have to get, you know, you have to get the schnitzel. And that was it. So that's not because we're not Bali Taibi, you understand. That's, that's the motion. She says, So you say, you're a big knocker. You, you walk in New York and you see things. You're not in this spell at all. You're not in this spell at all. And, and, and then you say, 
And then someone says to you, some real firm kid says to you, how could you go there? You're not supposed to look at those things. And you say to him, Dad, what's the matter? You're such a Baltaiva. You're such a Baltaiva. You're afraid to walk in Manhattan. You're such a Baltaiva. And you say, why, doesn't it? You know, no, I'm not a Baltaiva. It doesn't bother me to walk in Manhattan. Who's the Baltaiva? Remember, who's the Baltaiva? The 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 the, the from little yeshiva bacher that's afraid to go there because he's because he's mispolsman he's nisragishmit and he's gonna or or, or the seasoned manuvel <laughs> the seasoned manuvel that he's been his mind has been completely and totally defiled by everything he's seen in his life so he could just walk down no problem Santa's the, the, and, and, and reindeers with alligators it's not in the spell at all I mean, it's gone it's, with all the tombs that's already not, nothing it's nonsense I'm saying with other tombs that are, that are not uh, like that the person's not in the spell at all goes to work sits in the office you get some from person comes in he says I don't know he, he has to I have to talk to my mashgiach I don't know if I can work here right I'm not sure I can work here I gotta talk to my mashgiach the ladies walking. I don't know if I can work here and the, and the boss says what's the matter you're such a baltaiva I'm here like this for 20 years. And, uh, see, that's what you look at. That's what you because you have that in your head. That's what the the boss says to the yeshiva. To, you have that on your head. That's why you noticed it. I don't have it on my head. So the terror says you don't have it on your head. It is your head. It's not on your head. It's your head. That's who. That's who you are. It's etzem matzamov. That's what the rishabah sings. So a person sees things and he says it doesn't affect me. He goes bekriyus. Kibi the chakika is so deep that it reaches the etzim of a person, that place of a person's essence, God forbid, then he's not even a spell from it. It's not a spell. Doesn't doesn't make a racial on him. So he says that's he says, Mikaven Shahim Hema Odamatsmai. So they said to the rich guy, to the Gavir, these foods are who you are. So the male ain't kind of spiders. It's not with his spilers. A boy in the vachu in nikach me talmidim es asuda gedoyla hazoyis. He says, "You want to prove this? You can prove it this way. Very simple. You can prove it. How? We take away from one of the boys in nikach. Or the boy we take away from the talmidim es asuda gedoyla hazoyis. In other words, that was their big day. The gvir visited and they had this fancy meal. And the next day, it's back to the grind." Now there's the back to the herring into the stale bread. So the next day, uh, they're eating again the piece of bread and some herring. They're not going to sit around and say, "Ay, vey." Well, we it was it was by us. Now we don't have it anymore. It was fun while it lasted. And that's the end of it. They're back to the herring and, and bread. And they're okay. They're okay. They have no problems with it. Oh, but what happens if you take away from the Gavir? Go to the Gavir's mansion. You come in there to the Gavir's mansion and you, and you clean out the kitchen. You take away all the fancy stuff and you put in some herring and some bread. Whoever's in the room when that happens. When you give the Gavir a piece of bread and some herring. His screaming and his anger will have, will be without any borders, without boundary. His screaming and yelling. 
Where's my, you know, where's my uh, pheasant? Whatever it is, you know, where's my this, my that? I don't know fancy food, so I'm trying to think of something. Else. <laughs> where, where, he's screaming and yelling. Where's the? Where is? The, where's my food? Where's my food? He's screaming and yelling. How could you give me a piece of a piece of herring and some bread? So I said, What do you mean? You you yesterday in the yeshiva, you gave such a musashmus to the bacham that they're bali taiva because the way they were grabbing the chicken, they're grabbing the, the the desserts, the fancy food. And now you, someone gave you a piece of herring, and you're screaming like you're already going to fire your, the cook, and you're going to divorce your wife because of because of the piece of herring. Who's a big about taiva? Who's a big about taiva? You didn't take from him. You didn't take from him a piece of, of a fancy steak. You took from him his life. You're killing him. The yeshiva bach is fine the next day with the herring. Because when you took away from him the chicken and you gave him a piece of herring, you didn't take away from his life. You gave him. A, uh, took away from him an interesting, exciting thing. True, it was his spilers. You took it away from him. But the next day he's back to the herring and bread. But the gavir, the rich guy, the gavir, his chiyas, his chiyas is the taiva. And that's why when you take away the taiva from him, so he could sit with a fork and eat slowly and nice, and he's not about taiva, try taking the taiva away from him. Try taking the taiva away from him. You have these people, they say, about the, the, the kid comes home and says, it says, uh, you know, comes home from there, says, well, two years, I don't want to have daddy, please take away the television from the house and... Uh, and the father says, why? Why can't we have the television? You have, she says, I don't know, I'm afraid it's a big Yetzar for me, right? That's what the boy says, it's a big Yetzar, daddy, it's, can you do me a favor, take away the television? And the father says, well, okay, what's the matter? That's what you learned in Israel to be a Baltaiva? Well, you can't control yourself. So don't watch it. Don't watch it. It's a Baltaiva. But you can't, you, 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 you can't take the television away from daddy. I, he says, the kid says that he would make me happy. Don't you love me? Father says, control your tithes. Like me. I'm not about tithes. Oh, he's not about tithes. Yeah, you don't find because he catches the kid. He catches him. The father hears something. He comes in at 2.30 in the morning. He sees the kids watching a movie or something, right? And the father says, no, you went to Yeshiva for two years in Yerushalayim. And I, 2.30 in the morning, you're going to watch a television. A tithes like that you have. The father says he won't catch me two thirty. Why don't you have to go to work the next day? I don't stop watching television two thirty. Have control of yourself. Who's a bigger baltaiva? The bacher, the bacher didn't see any television for two years. So there's a show. He gets excited. He must, you know, he's he, a taiva. His father, if you try taking the television away from him, see what happens. And I know stories like that. Tell him, tell, he'll tell the kid. Better you should go to go to a, a, live someplace else. They don't take away the television. Kid says, can't you take it? Why don't you give away the television? Throw it out. What do you, what do you need the television? Father says, I don't need it. But a person has to be in control of himself. I don't need it. So throw it out. Give it to somebody. No, you're about taiva. He says to the kid, you're about taiva. These are things that happen all the time. The kid's about taiva. The father's not about taiva. The father is a television set. The kid is excited by television. <coughs> the father is a television. He's a television set. And how do you know that? Try taking away the television from daddy. Even though the kid could say, it's killing me. It's killing me. Please, daddy, take it away. Nope. But daddy, you love me. You say, you do anything for me. I'm telling you, this is, this is, this is destroying me.
It's not your baby. You can't you can't turn it off. Your baby. The father will argue. And the father will keep the television, even though it's killing his kid. Doesn't care. Tells his kid he's about Taif, and the father's not about Taif. It's Vinahapikhu. The child is trying to be an Ayyvid Hashem. And Mimela, it started now, he's been away from that for a while, and he feels the Chiddush in the television, how sick it is and disgusting. It's a Chiddush. And, and, and therefore it's a rash. It makes a noise inside of him. He doesn't want that noise. He wants to be nailed to The father is so completely lost in that Indian. He's in that Indian so deeply that that uh, even though he loves his kid, Bamas, he loves his kid. His kid's saying, please take away the television. He's not going to give up the television. Why is that so important to you? So the father says, no. But it's the principle. It's the principle? What, what, what's the principle? The person has to be in control of himself. He, he says to this kid, the father is in control of himself and the kid's about tithing. The father's taiva is so, so has become so much a part of him. The harai, he can't take away the television. Even if it's just because he loves his kid. And his kid's asking him to take it away. Daddy, you say you don't care about it. So why can't you get, why can't you get rid of it? On principle. It's not the principle. There's no principle. Since when is the principle when you love your child? To do something to hurt the child. That's a principle? To hurt your child? That's how you're going to teach your kid a lesson? It's not to teach your kid a lesson. It's because the father can't think of being alive without a television. How, he won't say it. How am I going to live without a television? So, that's what it is. If anybody tells you it's something different, it's a lie. How am I going to live without my television? All of a sudden, he's not a good father. Everything else in his life is good to his kid. Kid says that throughout the television. He doesn't say Achkanish. I won't. I won't because you have to learn. You're living in the world. Remember that. Life is not all. Life is not all uh, yeshiva. You're living in the real world, and I want you to know how to deal with the real world. Can't I deal with the real world outside? Do I have to have it in my house? I'm going to teach you how to deal with the real world. You shouldn't be such a baltaiva. Think about it. So that's... It's not in the spell at all. The father's not in the spell from it because it's so much who he is. He's not separated from it anymore. When a taiva has become engraved in who the person is, in the essence of the person, you no longer get worked up and excited about it. There's a creerus, there's a certain coldness or a feeling of, of, of distance. Not because you're not in it, you're totally it. And when something is who you are, you're not nispal from it. It's only when something is chiddish and it's different and it's from outside of you, it makes a rash. Then it makes a commotion. But, but if, it's, if it's who you are, just like being alive, it doesn't cause a rash. The lawyer spiles. Everybody's excited when the baby is born. Whoa, everybody's going crazy for this little baby. And what they won't do for the baby, the baby, the baby has to come, they can't stop with the baby. Now he's like 15 years old and annoying, you know? <laughs> go talk to your mother. Yeah, go talk to your father. What's the matter? You don't have any friends? Go outside and play or something. When he was born, there's a big chiddish. There's a big chiddish when he was born. So then everybody's in the spell from it. Everybody's in the spell. 
but but when it's already your life and it's become part of your life, so then say you're not a chiddush not That doesn't mean you don't have a connection to the kid. It's a kid. Your connection to the child when he's 15 is deeper, much deeper than when he was born. You didn't even know when he was born. Who, who are you? Some little kid. What does he do? Doesn't do anything. He has no personality. This 15-year-old, you're, you're, you're very deeply connected to, but you're not in a sprawl from him. You don't get excited. He goes away for a couple, but he always he goes every day. <clears throat> you don't get excited. The baby, everybody's excited about. It. Not because you love the baby. Oh yeah, I love this baby. What do you love? No, coochie, coochie. You love. What do you love? Who is he? What do you ever do for you? What do you ever do for him? Everybody's mishiga with the baby. For who? For what? It's a chiddush. There, there was, there was, the, the, uh, until now there were two people in the house, and now there's a third. So everybody makes a whole big to do about this kid and screaming and yelling, give out, mazel tov, mazel tov, and everybody's coming and you're so excited about it. And the kid lies. He says, and if the kid could talk, he said, you, you don't even know me. What do you? <laughs> if you knew me better, you wouldn't be so thrilled. <laughs> wait, wait, we'll see. And everybody's kissing and hugging this baby and playing with him and talking. And everybody has time for him and patience for him. It's nothing. They don't know him at all. It means nothing. It's done. A piece of flesh and blood that comes into your house. Which everybody's so thrilled. It's a chiddush. And so. It makes you feel good. You don't love that baby. It was the baby. The baby just came in a day old. Will you love the baby? No. It's a chiddush. You're excited. And since you love yourself so much, it gives you a feeling of schachis and spilus. Everybody's chalishing to have a little bit of schachis and spilus. Like the yeshiva bacham. When they brought this, when they brought spare ribs, they, everybody's grabbing. So when the new baby comes, everybody's grabbing and kissing and... I hate to take away all the, you know, I don't mean to say it's not sweet and beautiful, and I, 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 I love babies and all that stuff, but you have to understand what it means. What's it? We're not idiots. What's everybody jumping on this little baby? Oh, this baby is so beautiful, this baby is so beautiful, and everybody's standing around looking, and they go, well, it's looking. It's a chiddish, that's all. It doesn't mean anything. The baby will be 15 years old, and that's already... So you know this kid, year after year, night after night, and you're with the child, so it's not with the spouse. So somebody would look and say, you know, I, 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 I feel very bad, because I remember when your, when your son was born, you were kissing and hugging him, and now I see you sitting at the table with him, and you're not even kissing and hugging him. You don't love him anymore? So what would the answer to that be? What are you, crazy? I love him a million times more. I love him a million times more, but I'm not in spoil from him. I don't, it's not a chiddish to me to be with my son. That's why I'm not, what is he? He's not a newborn baby. I'm not kissing him and hugging him and holding him every second. Because it's not a chiddish. When you saw me in the hospital with the baby, I was kissing and hugging, whatever, it was a chiddish. I love him a million times more now. And if you take that, you cite, and you translate it into everything, all the other things in life, and what they say, what's love and what's this and what's that, and all these other inyanim, you see, it's chachis and it's spilus, and it's nothing to do with that. It's not with the etzim, the atzim is of who the person is. It's, already, it's a different thing altogether. <coughs> okay, back inside to where we were. <coughs> so you wanted to say something before. If somebody invited me to a hockey game. I, I don't follow the game. I don't know from it. To me, when these people took off their gloves and wanted to kill each other, I got scared and I covered my head. Everybody else jumps up and screams for blood. They, they love... Oh, to me, it was the most frightening thing I ever saw because it's not part of my life. And I was a present. I forgot. 
that this is what they do. They beat each other up. Yeah, and everybody yells, fight, fight, blood, but little children. I, I was like this. I, I hadn't seen something like this in my life in 20 years. I forgot about this. The copy is excited, but they're crazy, and they all scream for blood, and they and they get all so, oh, it was such a I remember that. somebody who doesn't. Do hockey, so when I was growing up, I didn't watch really hockey. Because uh, we didn't feel that it was an American, uh, it was, we felt it was Canadian, it was an American. So it wasn't, at least in our chever, uh, hockey wasn't a big thing. But my father held, my father loved uh, from Europe. He loved uh, that. But I remember, so, so, uh, my, but I turned, so he turned on, I turned on a hockey game when I was a kid and my father should watch. But he, did, he never saw American hockey. He never saw the taking off the gloves and bashing each other, and he couldn't believe it. Also, I remember my father said, "What?" Because <laughs> when they they used to have hockey when they were kids, they would skate and they would play play hockey, and it's, and it's a very beautiful sport. But then, uh, they, but a lot of people when they go, they go, they they wouldn't, they would want their money back if there wouldn't be a fight. Yeah, they were asking for money. Yeah, yeah, they, they want there should be fights. Some of the people, I was about football and all these things, because that's a chiddush. That's a chiddush. There's chachis. Just watch the sport itself. This is that plays into many other emotions. That's what it's about. Yeah. So are we to be misspoiled by the regular everyday things without having them new? That, that's the. That's job. a big avoid. That's the. That's what the possession is all this from. I'm talking about how to be mis misspoiled and mislahev from the everyday things. That's a big avoid. So the lower madrega. Is is the oifanim that are mispoiled from only new things? Right. We have to be mispoiled like srofim from every day. Right. Right. And then the spilus, the spilus doesn't have to be jumping and screaming. Well, that, that's called mamadake. Again, you go to different rabbanim. You say they're different mahalchim and avayda. They're, they're different mahalchim and avayda. That's true. That's true. They're different mahalchim and nature. They're different mahalchim and avayda. I told you that even Mother Baltani himself, there was a the chilukideis of how his avayda was. From the Mitla Rabbi, and it sounds like from many of the of the of the big uh, chassidim, the the usual davening of the Alter Rabbi was with complete his batlus, without any movement at all. In uh, Montreal, how how he davens, uh, a man in his nineties. By touch, he can't keep. Yeah, touch, he can't keep up to. Him. I mean, when I last saw him, he davens fast. No, no, he's what? he's moving. He's the 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 room is moving. A little short man. Like oh, he this. jumps around. Oh, he jumps around. Yeah. yeah. Like anything. Now it's, uh, it's not as well, but I saw him, he was already 90. Says the Gabbat by Rabbi Kiva. He used yeah. to go from one end of the room to the other. Rabbi Kiva says, the Gabbat Shuvah. different tzaddikim had different, there was different avoider. But certainly by these tzaddikim, like the Tash Rebbe or, or the Ditch of these people, that's an avoider and his chalchus and his spilus. The tiny, they had different uh, different ways in avoider. Bittl by the tzaddikim, it was bitl by the Rishna, by all the Rishna, Eniklach, the Sadagera. You go to the Stalin and it's just strong. And it's strong now. The Heintig is Stalin. They move or they don't move? No, I'm not about the Chassidim. The Chassidim are screaming and yelling. But do you see the Rebbe? The Stalin Rebbe. Couldn't get to him. No, but you go to the Shul by Stalin. The Chassidim are screaming and yelling. And and the, and the Rebbe like looks around. It's very quiet. Very quiet. The Davins are quiet. The Chassidim are screaming and yelling. Like that. So where did they learn that from? Why did they they have a Masara like that, the screen. But the Rebbe... The Rebbe's didn't. Even though they said by Baron Agadol, by the first, by the old Rebbe from, from Kalinstein. It was with the big... Uh, but, but they have different avoids. 
But he's a big tzaddik, the stone is a tzaddik. He's still jumping, he's jumping. Big tzaddik, but it's, it's, a, it's a different thing. There are different ways of avoiding. That's a big union. There's a whole conscious in the middle of Rabbi, conscious of his spineless. Conscious of his spineless is an amazing thing, conscious of his spineless. And this whole, on this union, conscious of his spineless. Back on page Zion. Oh, that's it. Okay. Let's just try to do your test. The Kayach, I see your test in your Zion. The Kayach Ariya, Yay School, and Yuchedis. The Kayach of seeing, of seeing with the eyes. There's a special kayach with that. There's no more powerful way to seeing, watching something reaches all the way to the etzamanefesh more than other things, hearing and smelling and so on. Seeing is very, very powerful. We see like we, that you see that you can't compare seeing something to hearing something. When you hear from a reliable person about something interesting, when you hear that, and you, you, and you believe exactly what you hear. It's not the same thing. If you hear something really interesting and amazing from somebody, and you believe it, it's true. It's, it's, it's fun, you know, but it's not the same thing as when you see it yourself. When you see it yourself, it makes a ration. It's engraved in you. When you hear it, it's not the same thing. Something that you see with your eyes becomes engraved deep inside of you. Therefore, sometimes a person has a hidden joy and pleasure and delight from something that's bad, from bad things, from seeing something bad. Even though it might, it might, it might remain now in a, hidden, in a hidden, quiet state, but it's there, it's deep down inside. Even he might not be thinking about it right now. It could be it's, he's so much a part of him that he doesn't think about it anymore. So when you look at things that you shouldn't be looking at, especially with the eyes, that Indian of looking at something, it becomes engraved in you. So you might not think about that, I see, but it will affect your entire vayda. Your davening is not the same davening. Your learning is not the same learning. Even your ben on the is not the same on the not that you're thinking about that thing that you saw, but it's it, in the etzim of who you are, it's changing you. Even though you might not be in a spoil from it, it's changing you because you're a different person as a result of it. So your whole davening and learning and mitzvahs and your whole simchas you can't figure out why am I so depressed. Like I, we spoke about last week, last time, people so depressed and so sad. What? They have such happy lives. What's wrong? Have a good time. They're not happy because in, the, because in the etzim of who they are, there's this union. How you might see us, Aimekara, Hazah Nelam, Umaviyosa de Yazgalas. He says it's it's hidden deep inside and it's engraved in you. And there are times that it comes out. There are times that it comes out, many times that it doesn't. But it has a huge impact on everything in your life. That's the danger. When you release Nispala, if it was a Chiddush to you, no, it's no longer a Chiddush. It's, it's something, seeing something can bring about such a horrible Chakikish Benefish. And that's and that's the opposite. We're going to continue with next time, Mr. Shem, that uh, uh, um, that that how the tzaddikim, how the tzaddikim see things, and how tzaddikim, what the tzaddikim look at, and how they are affected by what they see. We'll talk about that, Mr. Shem.